Yes, guys, here we go, back with another pod. This is season three, episode seven, Back Nine Films, and Ram runs... Back Nine Films? It's not YouTube yet, mate. Back Nine Podcast. Back Nine Pod. But do go and subscribe to Back Nine Films. Correct. <laughs> um, Ram runs rampant. Rampant? Ram- rampant. Close rampant. enough. Solid start. <laughs> um, okay, so we're actually filming this on a Tuesday, and you're listening to this on a Wednesday. Josh has just got back from golf. Yes, I have. So, we've actually went to the, realise this, we've been to the range a lot recently. We have. Um, we went to the range last week, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm going to say this, fair play, mate. I've never seen you drive the golf ball so well. Just, and this is not us even going after it, we were just playing around, where did we play now? What was it called on the Saturday? Uh, oh, it was in Dubai. Yeah, Trump. Trump National. Trump, yeah. Trump National Dubai. Josh just slyly put one out there, 172 ball speed on just an average fairway finder. Yeah, 301 carry. Yeah, and I've never seen you do that. Neither Usually I. chop suey on it. Absolutely. But Wounded pigeon. Anyway, talk us through your round today because you've just got 38 points. I have. Best best score of the year so far? Best score of the year so far. Um, do you know what's the mad thing? I finished sixth. Yeah, but one thing one thing <laughs> I'd say though, you were probably the lowest handicapper with the highest points. Uh, close, yeah. Yeah, close do you know what I mean? Like it's it's stable for it's hard, right? And if you're a low handicapper listening to this, like you'll appreciate it because... It's very, very hard to shoot 38 points and you've got a lot of shots. Yeah. I shot a gross 82, which... Solid. Was re- is really, really solid. Um, and do you know what? Drive Driver has been an issue for me. It, it never Can't used to be it. an issue Can't and then it, it became an issue and it's been an issue for a while. Like, struggling. It. One day I'll be really good, one day I'll be really bad, hooking the ball. But you're actually consistent with it now. Yeah, I hit two bad drives today. Which way? The left. Left. Um... And it was because I towed it more than anything else. You know what I mean? Like the fixes that we that you have helped me with have made such a difference. Like the ball fight is just a joke. It's higher uh, or higher. It's... The but like not going high. Like yeah, yeah, just high and launching higher. Did yeah. you find it was because this is the thing where most people would be sort of go, oh yeah, I can feel like I can get on the range, but sometimes it takes to the course. It's hard. How did you feel taking those swing changes to the course? Um, reasonably comfortable. Like it was. They were quite simple changes. It was just an over feeling like a feeling of over exaggeration for mm. me. Like I knew the setup that I need to be in, but I really need to over exaggerate it. And like that feeling of almost drop kicking the ball. I'm not gonna drop kick it, but it's like, that exaggeration in it, yeah. Just that exaggeration and having that in my head. And then honestly, some of the drives I hit, I was like, "Was that me?" I'm here. <laughs> yeah, like I got excited about it. But yeah, 38 points. And to be honest, I left some puts out there that I've, I've missed some. My well, port, the greens port, that though, I mean, it's a bit great. difficult this time of year yeah. to know like if the greens are mediocre. It's hard to. I don't think it's a fair reflection of your putting. It's a little bit of pot luck to whether it goes in. Yeah, but some of them I was like, bad. Oh, you, well, you were bad. Like like pulling puts. Oh, and stuff. yeah. Knees like, going. Knees going. No, not even that. Like <laughs> short ones though. Oh. I was better on longer puts. How short were we short? We're talking like three four and in. You said there's no chopper of the week. Well, well, yeah, but there I did shoot, bad shoot 38 points. Yeah, well. But the thing is, I could, what could have been kind of thing, I, I missed a couple of birdie puts that mm. I probably shouldn't have missed. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I'm, I'm pleased with that. 38 points, under handicap. Very, very solid, mate. Yeah, very, really, very really solid. solid. We're actually going to go through a bit of a review of Full Swing. So we're going to say right now, we're not going to give any spoilers away. No. We're just going to talk through a few of the key events. Um, 
You would probably will give something away, maybe. I don't know. But uh, I had to put it on here because it's also fresh yeah, out. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people will probably have, have, have watched most of it now. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into Tour Trash Talk. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about everything PJ Tour, um, everything Live Golf, basically anything to do with professional tour golf. We've also got to do a bit of DP too. We do, we do. Um, but let's start with PJ Tour because it's been some week. We had the Genesis, Genesis Invitational. Easy mm. for me to say. At Riviera Golf Club. Golf so, Coast. Tiger's return. Yeah, well, Tiger hosts the event as well, doesn't he? And, and it's an elevator, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. So, it was 3.6 million prize fund for the winner. Um, but having Tiger back is just brilliant. Like, it feels a bit different this time from, from last time he came back. I think, yes, there's still times where he doesn't look comfortable walking, but it was almost as if he just needed to get going. Like once he got his legs, yeah. Once he got his legs going, he was fine. Do you know what I mean? Like exactly. And to be fair to him, he's not lost a bit. He's not lost it, mate. I mean, there's a few holes where he was hitting it past all of his guys. Like the ball speed he was getting was ridiculous. Yeah, like one seventy nine ball speed on some of the like he's hitting. He's moving it with some move as well. Oh yeah, and obviously we we. We see, like you said, we've seen him hitting it past Rory, hitting it past um, JT. Obviously, there was the the bit of banter between the, the tampon two, gate. the tampon tampon gate, as it were. So what yeah. do you? What I mean, I'm not I'm very. Yeah, my take on it. Yeah, my take on it is it's a bit of banter between mates. Do I understand why people may be upset? Yes, I do. But has it been blown out of proportion? Maybe a touch. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Just my honest opinion. I think you've honestly. I think you've answered that great. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> no no you didn't know um so in terms of well, tiger sorry, just on the on the out driving stuff we also saw rory come out and say that he dialed his driver up for a higher launch and he's going to dial it back down because he doesn't want to be out driven by him like i think the way again that sort of bit of banter yeah but all three of them played together didn't they so yeah. first thursday was ram rory uh, rory tiger and jt, and, and thursday, JT. Friday, yeah it was both days wasn't it both yeah. first round first two rounds so but brilliant to have him back. And he shot one under par. He even said himself he left five or six shots out there. Like, But I think if he manages his game, if he manages what he plays, so I reckon there's potentially two, maybe three events that he could potentially play. Do you think we'll see him before the Masters then? I think we'll see him at least once, maybe twice, because we've got mm-hmm. the players. Yeah. Um, there's also um, WGC. I don't think we'll see him WGC personally. You but don't. I, I think we'll definitely see him the players. Yeah, I think he'll definitely play the players, and then that'll because WGC is a match play, right? Yes. So that's not the same prep as it as would it, be yeah, for true. the Masters, and I think having a, a definite four-round tournament will not definite because you got to make the cup. But what I mean is like. It gives you a chance of seeing if your legs have still got it. Well, yeah, it's more. Re- it's, it's more, more reps, reps. Whereas you could realist. get knocked out. I know. I know yeah. you play. Maybe it's a round robin. That's what they usually play on, on the on the yeah, match it play. Is. Um, but you might only be playing fifteen holes, sixteen holes. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, it, it's still a little bit different. Exactly, and I think it's it's going to be more beneficial for him playing the players hundred yeah. percent. Um, so yeah, I think we'll see him once more, definitely once more. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope we do. I and hope then we does do. he win the Masters? No, <laughs> I think Ram does. I'm going to talk about this right now. Okay, so Ram won his third event of the year. That's three in five. And let's just year. clarify that. That is 2023. Yeah, so not, not the 2022-2023 not season. Uh, we're talking this year, calendar year. January, February. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was his third event in five that he's won. 
And by the way, the highest he's finished in those five events is seventh, and he picked up 3.6 million. So before we go into the breakdown of what he's earned, Josh, I'm going to say right now, is this guy entering a purple patch, number one, and could he do something that never be, that's never been done before? Because this sort of reminds me of Scotty Scheffler last year sort of yeah. vibes, where we were all like, oh, he could potentially do the career grand slam, which has never been done in the calendar year. Yeah. So Tiger has held all four, but he had the back two and the front two, so it wasn't in the same season, season. or the year. Yeah. So no one's done it all in the same year. But Rahm strikes me as the kind of guy, I don't know, obviously a whole season is a long time to stay hot for. Well, that's the thing. And and let's just look at some of the some of the numbers. So you said there, top seven in all, in all five starts. Yeah. He's had three wins. Yeah. He shot 93 under in 20 rounds. Oh, 93 under. Right. Now, put this in perspective, guys. If you're listening to this, if you put your collective net scores, what you do over a season, it's probably only about three or four under bar net. Mate, ridiculous. Um, he's had a scoring average of 67.1. He's beat or tied 601 players, so 98.8% of the field. Um, and he's only lost to eight players, right? Do do I think he's entering a purple patch? Potentially, but potentially he's won three no, and five. But I mean, also I, I think that's what you expect of him. Yeah, mm, interesting. He is now. There's three of them that I look at now: him, Scott Scheffler, Roy McIlroy. Those three could be fluctuating who's number one all year. Mate, whoever finishes the top in each event at the minute, the way it sits right now, they go top. It's just, it's just phenomenal, and. I can't see. I mean, okay, Max Homer. I want to talk about him in a minute because he was brilliant all week. But when these guys get going, mm. there's no stopping them. Now, how good would it be if the guys on the Live Tour never existed, and we had DJ, DJ in there? Yeah, we had Brooks back to form in there. Yeah, you could have ten top ten golfers in the world where they were consistently jostling for position. Like gone are the days where there's an outright number one. You hold that number one for possibly two or three weeks. You don't play, and the others do. Yeah. You're getting leapfrogged. Okay, Josh. So he has earned, right, in hmm. the first part of this calendar year. So, again, qualifying what Josh said, just January and February. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> 9.8 million, just short of 9.9 million US dollars. Yeah. Okay. So, now I know a couple of these events that he's won have been elevator events, so it's a lot more money. So, what he did, he won in the Century Tournament of Champions, 2.7 million. That was his win, yeah. first one of the year. Then the American Express, he also won 1.4 million. They were the ones that he won back to back. Okay, Farmers Insurance, he finished tied seventh, picked up 282,000. Yeah. He then finished, I think, Tied third, mm -hmm. where he picked up 1.3 million at the waste management. God, these numbers are big. And then he <laughs> won last week the Genesis Invitational and picked up 3.6 million. So if we equate that down, so that's 1.8 million per event. 400... Wait, is it every event that he's playing? Near enough 1.9 million per event. Okay, the stats get more staggering. Near um, $470,000 per round. So imagine going, imagine going, I lost it, I'm going out to play a goal game of golf today. <laughs> I'm going to bag grand. 100 grand. Right. Per hole that he's played, he's won $26,111. Now this is the sickener, right? This is the, this is the sickener. <laughs> per shot. I can't fathom this, by the way. He's won $6,999 per shot. That's... Per shot. Mate, like we were talking a few weeks ago about 
That is actually his career incredible. earnings forty three million, like, and ha- and broke it down there. If you look at the two, like, and we made the joke, I believe it cost me three pound fifty every ball. Like, hey, it didn't today, did it? It though? didn't today. But like, the guy is a joke, and he. But the the thing I like about him is that they made a big, not really a big song and dance, but they were like, oh, um, you've now surpassed Seve for wins on the PGA Tour, and. Obviously, Seve's his idol. Like Seve's, yeah, Seve's yeah. who he who he looked up to. And the first thing he said was, "Yeah, yeah, that's great, but Seve didn't play out here full time like I do." And it's like, yeah, yeah. mate, you've just surpassed one of the greats of the game. Give yourself a bit of credit, but he, but he's yeah, like if it's a bit of humility, him. like and like honestly, I think to answer your question, we've gone a long way around the houses. Can he win all four in a year? I believe if anyone can do it, he can do it this year. I think if he carries on like he is is unstoppable like some of the putts he made I think he made a put on 15 or 16 what do you think his secret is just because every year he steadily got better and better just hard work but mate even on um, the Sunday I watched his full round on Sunday he was wanging it everywhere with driver like he was not yes he hit a lot of fairways but he missed a lot of fairways it's bad or bad yeah and it's the recovery Mm -hmm. it's the it's almost like the right don't panic um, we're going to be alright we'll hit, make the green or two mate the guy's I mean? making like, $26,000 per hole he's, he's a joke and it's some of the ports like they made a really good point on Sky Sports he is arguably the best ever at a left to right big sweeping ports there was one on the 16th or 15th I can't remember the hole on the final round that was almost like the nail in the coffin birdie put it must have been about 34. I mean, how many big times have we seen left him do right? this now? Well, we've seen it over the last three or four years, there's been three big putts that have been won him events or nailing the coffin kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. There was a one last year or two years ago where it, he made one to take it to the playoff and then he made one to win the in the same competition. Mate, the guy's the, a freak in the most fair terms of saying it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, yeah, he's, not no, a horrible way of saying it. He's no, a freak. He's, he's a freak just, athlete. And... He's just unbelievable. And he's got an unreal swing as well. He's like the perfect example of swingy swing, isn't he? And we've got a few of them now. Scottish Chef was the same. I think it's becoming bigger and bigger. I think we're starting to see this trend of just got to be able to control your ball flight. And whatever you do, be powerful, be good with your wedges. And that is what it is. Yeah. Okay, moving on to Max Homer here. Yes. Now, first time I saw this guy play properly was in Bob Does Sport. Shout out. Uh, (laughs) And by the way, he nearly broke course record. He did, he did. (laughs) Um, But firstly... In full swing, what a guy. Yeah, mate. Secondly, the guy just can play. Isn't he seventh in the world now? Something like that. And He is seventh in the world. He's... Oh, you checked. He is... (laughs) He is one of those guys. I now put him in the bracket with Morikawa. There's him. You've got the likes of Matt Fitzpatrick you could put in there. Tony Finau that are knocking on the door. They're knocking on the door to... To saying right, come on then. This big three that we've got at the minute, we're I here. I want to be a four. I want to be and five. Like we've we've said it before, and I'll say it again. Anyone in that top ten, top fifteen can win yeah. an event. Of course, the we the the period in time that we we are now with golf and the players that we've got, we are spoiled. Like yes, okay, there was Tiger before, but now we're almost in that. It's it's Tiger was amazing and his. Era, you know, it's still he's still knocking about what when he was dominating everything. We've almost got the flip side of it in that we've got three, four, especially three guys that could just well, wipe you, the floor. If you go back one. sort of for 30, 40 years ago, you had Nicholas Palmer, yeah, 
Um, you had player. Yeah. Um, you could argue Faldo was sort of in that Coming sort of into back, that, end, back yeah. end of their career. Montgomery and that the like, maybe not Monster as much, but you know what I mean. Well, like, I don't know. Oh, certainly on the European tour yeah. for sure. But yeah, I mean, I think golf professionally has never been so competitive. Yeah. is what I would say in terms of jostling for that top performance, yeah. like top player. It's okay. Based on that, how good his performance was because he narrowly yeah. missed out against Rahm, and equally, if he was playing anybody else, he probably would have won yeah. the Genesis because. Yeah. Rahm's just an absolute unbelievable player right now. But who who finishes top number one in the world after this? What, this this year? Yeah, or? this year. At the end of this year. So if we sit here on the podcast in December, who's number one in the world? So it goes right now. I think it goes Rahm, Rory, Scheffler. Yeah. Um, John Rahm. I think... Oh, Rahm. I mean, that's what I mean. What a hard question. Yeah, but that's great because we want that. We don't want... I mean, yes, if Tiger was outright, then yes. Uh, (laughs) But it's great because each week, not these guys are not only playing for winning that tournament, but they've got in the back of their mind, can they get world ranking points? Can they become world number one? And you know what I thought was quite nice about the whole thing here? Like, it wasn't like he lost it. No. Rahm just took it away. Yeah, exactly. I think what... um, so he finished second, he's eighth, sorry, in the world. He's had six career wins now and his Second in the FedEx Cup. What he shot he shot a three under. Do you know what I mean? He's done everything he can on the final round. John Rahm shot two under to take to win by two points, like and he missed the he like chipped went to chip in on the last, didn't he? And it lipped out. Like one or two things go the other way for him and he, I mean, he's he, winning that. He's got to be considered up there as one of the favourites for the Masters. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like he's just been been phenomenal. I think his rise. So overall, official money's won nineteen million on oh, on the geez. tour. Um, he's had six wins, two of which have been this year: Farms Insurance Open and the Forty Net Championship or twenty two, twenty three season. He's sorry, I know. Yeah. And he went back to back. That was he won that last year as well. Like, and he's a, a previous winner of the Genesis. He was twenty twenty one winner. So, honestly, I think again, if he carries on as he is, and, and we say that all the time, if they carry on as they are, they carry on as they are. But golf I feel is like, hard. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, golf is hard. But these guys just seem to keep churning up performances, churning yeah. up performances. Okay, before consider we consider ourselves lucky for the generation oh, we've got. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now, before we go live golf, I want to talk. <laughs> I want to talk DP World. Okay. Okay, so it's the Thailand Classic. Now just listen to the size of this purse. So the Genesis he played for twenty million. Yeah. Right. You finished second, guaranteed. Max Homer picked up more than what the purse was here. Um the purse for this was one point seven million euros. Jeez. Just, Max I, Homer would have picked and, up more. I'll try and find out what he picked up. Well, I think he would have picked up maybe uh, if you go results oops. for sure, he would have picked up more. Um Well Genesis doesn't actually say what he picked up. If you go on the leaderboard, last minute. So, Torbjorn Olison was the winner with minus six, with a total of minus 24. Now, he won by four shots. That is a pretty commanding performance. But what I don't really get here is there's this disparity between the amount of money these guys are winning to the amount of money that is being won on on, on the PGA Tour. $2.1 million. Yeah, so, I mean... What, what what was it? What did he get? Well, he didn't. He, the purse was one point seven. Uh, third place got one point three. 
I mean, <laughs> this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. So, But these are elevator events. We've got to remember that this is to combat live as well. Yeah, but like... But mate, there's, there's, the draw's not there. There's, there's no... No disrespect, and I, and I don't want this to come around the, across the wrong, the wrong way. The tie. He picked what, up three hundred nineteen thousand for first place. Blimey! Um, should we see what what? He, I mean, we did this last week, but he would have finished fourteenth. Three hundred fifty-five thousand fourteenth. Yeah. So not even that. Not even that. <laughs> um, we said this last week. It's there's the. the it sounds terrible. There's the no draw's pull. not rare. There's no, no pull. You look at the the players that are playing in that event. Like you go for you me, go. Me, for me. Your... I'm going to call out these players. I bet you've never heard of them. I mean, I've I have heard of some of these. You might have. Joost Loutsen, you've heard of. Nicholas Hogard, I've heard of him. Why Paul? Alex Knapper, I've heard of him. Cabrera Bello, heard of him. Wang, no. Whitnall, no. Yes, heard Zanotti. I mean, it sounds terrible. I'm not. We're not disregarding the DP World Tour, but really, there's 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 no household names. And it's no wonder that guys want to try and get on the PJ Tour as quick as they can. Yeah, but also, if you look at other news here, um, which is going to be a lovely segue here, Josh, um, Thomas Peters to live golf. To live golf, yeah. And I mean, he is probably one of the bigger names that on on the DP World Tour. Yeah. He's a former Ryder Cupper. Yeah. Um, he was partnering Rory, where mm-hmm. they were, were unbeaten throughout the whole of their partnership together. Yeah. Um, he's a serial winner on the DP World Tour. Yes, in recent years, he's not been as good in terms of he's had some injuries. He's been away and, and sort of not had the game he has had in, in his early years. But for sure, like, if you can see the purse is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and you've got to still play the same level of golf, and you're not quite getting through onto the PGA Tour, well, <laughs> there's no wonder you're going to go to live. Yeah, so. and the other thing as well is we we've spoke to Chris Hansen about this. We've spoke to Tom Murray, guys that have played on the European Tour. It's a it is rough, like it is hard. It's rough. Like you are basically scrambling to pay for the week, pay for pay for your season. Like whilst also trying to think about getting your card for next year. Well, it's this is the stressful. biggest thing I think to come out of full swing. We've heard this from a few people now, like your lot your um your colleague Dave, um. Uh, guy we saw in the gym. Yeah. Um, Julian. Julian, that's I was going to call him Joel. <laughs> Glad you just came in there. Uh, Julian, they both said they didn't realise golfers didn't earn any money if they didn't make the weekend. Yeah. So they've still him. got the expenses of three or four grand, but not making the money for the weekend. Now, yeah. I'm not bleeding the heart. Tobin Olsen's earned a substantial amount of money. We're just saying that there's a big disparity between PJ Tour oh, and DP massive. World Tour. I just don't know how this ends for DP. I, I mean, whether it goes DP live as a com- combination sort of thing, Maybe. potentially, I don't know. Um, but, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next few years because, in essence now, it seems that DP World is just a feeder for the PJ. Yeah. Isn't it? But it always has been in, in a nice possible way. Yeah, right. Okay, Live Golf live. is back. Mexico, Mexico. Yeah, Mayacoba, Mexico. Uh, the teams are out. New players are Fire in. Fire me away the team. Um, so so it's almost got nationalities there. You've got an you Australian have. team. You've got an American team. Which I think is very smart on their, their part. It's a little bit like a Ryder Cup. It is. It but gives obviously... It- well, it's actually... It's probably the closest you're going to get to, like, the uh, Olympics. Yes, in a sense, yeah. So they've basically. I, Who's the strongest team then, Josh? Hit me with your strongest team. Well, you've team. got DJ Patrick Reed, By the Peter Uland, and Pat Some of these names are absolutely horrendous. Aces. Aces. Okay. Should we go through them all? Let's go through them all. Let's read some of these names out. 
Go on then. Because Aces sounds all right. Cleeks sounds all right. High Flyer is horrendous. Um, Crushers, awful. Majestic's quite good. Fireball's awful. Rippers, mm, no, not for me. This is the worst one. And this has got Bubba Watson in it. Range Goats. Range Goats. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so, what is that? So let's look at some of the teams here. So you've got DJ, Patrick Reed, Peter Uline, Pat Perez. Martin Keimer, Wiesberger, McDowell, Bland. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're not winning. Mickelson, Tringale, James Piot, and Brendan Steele. Stenson, Polter, Westwood, Horsfield. DeChambeau, Casey, Howell III, and Lahiri. Kevin Nahr, Scott Vincent, Siwan Kim, and Danny Lee. Kepka, Wolf, Kokrak, and Kepka. Brothers playing together. Garcia. Good, good that. Garcia, Anser, Ortiz, and Chikara. Watson, Gooch, Varner the third, and Thomas Peters, Joachim Neiman, um, Sebastian Munoz, Mito Pereira, and David Puig. Mito Pereira, I forgot he'd gone over. Yeah, well, he was on. He was quite heavily featured in full swing. He was. Cam- so who's your strongest team then? Cameron Smith, Leishman, Matt Jones, Morgan, Louis Stays, and Charles Swartzel, Brandon Grace, and Burmester. Well, I mean, DJ like ran the show last year, didn't he? So if he can carry on like he, Is he played aces? last year, yeah, he's aces. Yeah, if he I carries actually on think like, the Rippers are going to be a good team. The Rippers. Oh, Cameron Smith. Mm. Um, the thing is, with the Aces last year, DJ just was like either up there winning events or finishing close. So like, if you... like Pat Perez did very little. But but I... <laughs> Go DJ! Go DJ! <laughs> so I think they'll obviously be up there again. I don't know. It's a hard one to call. Am I going to watch it? Probably. Like some big names in Are you there excited now. Excited about it? I don't know. I don't. I think I'm more <laughs> excited about watching Ram yeah, McElroy I, and, I, and I'd Sheffield say... play. I'd say it's good to watch, but I'm not excited. And this is basically the first event that is on the new app slash yeah, TV. So I don't know how that's going to work. Are they going to no. still have it on YouTube? Who knows? Well, we'll give you the lowdown next week on if we were able to watch it, how we watched it. So if you do want to watch it, we can give you a bit of sort of a tutorial yeah. on how to watch it. We'll give you a rundown. So let's move on to full swing. Yes, because oh my god, what a so week have you completed it now? I've completed it, mate. Mate, Tip. I so last Thursday it came out. Yeah. I had it as like an editing day. I sat in this exact position I'm in now and I played all of them through. But I have then gone back and watched Watch them properly because I was sort of like watching it to do a video on it, to do like a review and just I, I sort of scan watched like key moments that sort of I thought were good to mention. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's start with Kepka because he comes in episode two. Yes. And um, essentially you look at him and you think, you're broken, man, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually feel sorry for him. Yeah, he is. In a bad place. So I actually now now looking at this now, uh, people have their own opinion of live golf, and um, whatever you form, that is your opinion to choose. But when you sort of hear these guys speak, he's basically taking it because he's scared he's not going to earn any more money. Yeah, like um, Dave, my colleague, um, messaged me saying, in one breath, he's saying that he'd give up everything to have that feeling for an hour of winning a major again, and then he goes to live golf. But if you look at him in the in the um, episode, he's broken. Like he's, he's mentally like can't figure out how he can go from being number one in the world and how yeah. good he was. Because he, let's have it right, the guy's a phenomenal golfer. Mm. Like he's powerful. He's got it all, but he's had his injuries and he just can't. He can't work it out. Yeah, the he bit can't. that got me, Josh, was when he mentioned about Scotty Scheffler. But and he's talking to his mum, and he, his mum's like. I don't know what you're about, but she was basically go. He was basically saying like, "Look, I've been West Scott years. I was world number one for three years. I was at the top of my game. I didn't think about my golf swing one bit. Yeah. 
now I finished second in an event and one, I'm not happy. Two, I'm thinking about my golf swing. And he's like, I bet Scotty's not thinking about his golf swing. Yeah. I just can't compete with that right now. Yeah, and and there's a point where he talks about he, he used to be able to switch off yeah. and he can't. And to be honest, like you said, you feel you end up do feeling a bit for him because it's like, God, it's like that fall from grace and live is almost like... Safety net. Yeah. Why mm. would he not take it? Yeah. He's panicking in a sense. He's got, okay, he probably owns his house outright and all that stuff, but he's got a lifestyle that he wants to provide for his wife and future kids and whatever if you're used to spending a lot of dough (laughs) exactly exactly so 100 million to go and play at live where do i sign up so actually the absolute saint of all this best man in the world on the pj tour joel damon oh man how good is it i mean the my the funniest thing is that someone's got to be the best 70th best player in the world why why shouldn't it be (laughs) why shouldn't it be me i think his outlook on golf is mad because he is a player he can seriously finish fifth in the us open was no so us pga yeah he is a serious serious player and he has had we won't ruin his story because it is a mad story that he's got but his outlook of well someone's got to be 70th best in the world it's like Mate, you could be top twenty. What I th- what I'd say is that episode, like Josh said, we won't won't ruin it, but it's refreshing, is what I would yeah, say. Yeah, it is, it is, and like, he's Caddy's his best mate, and just things like that. The guy is so relatable, mm. um, and I think he, he comes across mega in it, and I think he he will gain a lot more fans. People people knew he was anyway, but I didn't. Really, know. I knew I'd heard the name, but I didn't know much about him. Is what yeah. I would say, and yeah, I I think. Full swing of it, the nail on the head there, including him. Just a yeah. real nice heart stuff. He's got a kill in the way as well. Yeah. Oh, it's got to ruin the whole story. <laughs> um, go and watch the episode. Um, before Dude. we move on to DJ, I'm going to yeah. say my favourite episode definitely is Matt Fitzpatrick one. Um, yeah, I like idea. how it showed how hard working he was, and he's got everything he deserves. Now, I won't he tell has. you, I told because there's some really interesting stuff there about is, yeah. his shots and stuff. Okay, so DJ quote, hit me with it. So. This is a really interesting outlook on Liv. This is episode four. Oh, I don't know. Don't one, it's the there. one. It's the one. It's actually no. It's in. I think it is in. I'm pretty sure it's in the Matt Fitzpatrick one. So which is American Dream. He yeah. <laughs> As if you know what they're called. What's, anyway, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. I watched it five times. I know. <laughs> um, so DJ's outlook on Liv is mad. So you got to think. You look at DJ. You think one of the best players in the world. You think unbelievable golf swing, powerful winner. Mm. serial winner he'd been around for years unreal you you think about his him at the masters etc etc his outlook on live is actually quite refreshing we've heard a lot from players about well it was an opportunity changed the game a bit blah 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 his outlook is so honest he said this he said and i'm paraphrasing here but he said if you had a job and someone came to you and offered you a hundred 30 million or X amount of money to do a different job, uh, to do the same, same job, job, but less, what would you do? 100% your time. Exactly. If anybody says they wouldn't sign, they are talking absolute utter crap. And you're telling me, this is what I said to someone the other day, you're telling me you know exactly where your employer's money comes from. Well, mate, well, that's a very fair point as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm saying for smaller businesses, yes, you do. But if you work for a massive, massive multinational business, yeah, I mean, for example, let's let's take Apple. Remember when they were done for um, all the Chinese bad labour? It's the same bleeding thing. Nike have been done for it, mate. Yeah. mate. So if you work for Nike, should one hundred percent? Okay. Honestly, his outlook is brilliant, and he's he's just like so chill about it. Yeah. And I think it's fair enough. 
Last one I want to talk about. Rory. Obviously, Tony Finau's episode is brilliant. Um, Jordan uh, Spieth and Justin Thomas is brilliant as well. But Rory McIlroy's episode, the last episode, you can see why the guy's where he is. You really yeah. can. Like he, and it's obvious that players hold him in such high esteem. He, it's like Tiger Woods. He's like, ta- he sort of taken that role, hasn't he, has. he last yeah. year? Definitely as being that spokesperson. And you know what? Fair play to him because doing that definitely added more pressure onto his own did, game. Yeah. But he delivered. He did, he big delivered. time. Okay. But saying that, he still didn't win a major. He but didn't. He delivered. A t- I forgot about the Tour Championship, by the yeah. way. I didn't realise he had that opening hole. Yeah, triple bogey, whatever it was. And then came back to win. Mate, unreal. The guy, again, and this thing, if he can harness that, continue with that this year, okay, he's not had the great um, experiences on the PJ Tour so far in the two events he's played, he, he the guy's a freak, honestly. And he, it's, what's it, it's been eight eight years since he won a major. Yeah. It's bound to happen. Yeah. It's I bound mean, to happen. I think the only person to stop him is probably going to be... John Rahm. John Rahm. Or Scotty Sheffield. Uh, or Scotty Sheffield. Those, those three are definitely going to be fighting for those majors this year. 100%. Okay, guys, we're going to be on to Tech Talk, but before that, this is a reminder that this podcast is sponsored by Scottsdale Golf. Um, so if you want to get fitted now, I think all the drivers are, you're able to get fitted and yes, take them away with you now. Yeah. Um, so head over to scottsdalegolf.co.uk. Yes. Yeah. Well then. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, like, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's where you can find, you can purchase driver right away. You can send in your specs if you've been spec somewhere else and they'll build it for you but also you can do the same day custom fit and use we... code AEG yeah there you go AEG 10 isn't it I think it's just AEG AEG I think it's AEG one or two is it AEG or AEG try them both we'll put it in the description <laughs> <laughs> okay but I want to talk about this Scotty Camerons are they worth the money first thing go on Josh yes or that no? is a big question um, they are an amazing brand they are a Big, big brand in the game of golf. A lot of pros use them. Do I think, as a club golfer, they are vitally important to have? I'm going to say no. Okay, so guys, let's let us know if you've ever owned one or are thinking of purchasing a Scotty Cameron. So let's put this in perspective. The average price of a Scotty Cameron is around about £389. Now, let me just quantify this. The average price of a driver right now right, listen to this, is around about, let's say, £500. So, Gosh. based upon that, sure that's good value for money. It is. Because, because you only use the driver. Exactly. And that's the way you look at it. You, you do dive. use this club more than any other club. 100%. So, that is, if you're looking at it that way, I agree. Maybe it is good value for money. However, I don't think it's a must. Okay. So, how do you justify the price difference then? What between the uh, a Scotty Cameron and an other yeah. putter? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a few things. I know I know you're going to talk about the tech, but the tech of of the putter itself, how it's made, that's going to be increase the price. I think the name, I think the legacy, yeah, yeah, yeah. increases sure. the price. But again, go back as an amateur golfer, as a club golfer. If you offered me a Scotty Cameron. I'd still say, well, the one I've got now works quite well. Okay, so what are you using right now? So at the minute, I'm using a tailor-made Spider. Okay. Um, I think it's an X, tailor-made Spider X. Lovely putter. Where did you get that from? Uh, it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> but it It's it not works. mine either, by the way. No, it's not. <laughs> it works, and I love it. I love the way it looks behind the ball, and do I think I would have one? 100% that's what so I want. So you're saying you don't buy a, you don't buy a putter 
based up on brand or name. You base it upon if you like the look of it down behind the belt. 100%. So I think everybody, most people, 80% of people probably watching this, buy a putter based on their name. And yeah. another name that would spring to mind when you're looking at putters is obviously Odyssey. Yes. So Odyssey putters, they range about 150. You can get the cheaper ones, and then you've got the other top end, which are like the Toulon designs. Yeah. And they're like the their version of the Scotty Cameron, which are probably on par price-wise. Exactly. But what I think Odyssey have done really well is they have that range. Yeah. Where with Scotty Cameron, you don't really have the range. They're expensive. Yeah. Like they just, are. Just are what they are. Yeah. But again... Is that because of the tech? I know you're well, going to talk about Yeah, so essentially, these are the reasons why I think the Scotty Camerons are as expensive as they are. And um, I'll give you all my full opinion if they're worth the money. And, and I think as we go through this, you'll, you'll sort of see why. So, number one, as golfers, right, <laughs> um, we like things that are expensive. I know Correct. we all moan how expensive the game is. Yeah. But I guarantee this, right? You watching this video right now and listening to the podcast. You'll be sitting there going, if you bought a brand new driver this year, you'd be on the first tee going, got a new 500 quid Callaway. Yes, exactly, <laughs> 100%. And that is, I think, yes, that is bred a bit by the brands, being yeah. expensive, golf being expensive, but we love showing it off. Yeah. We, and, and equally, I'm a sucker for this. If I see a Scotty Cameron in someone's bag, I go, get it out. Get that out. <laughs> yeah, let's have a look at that. Let's have a look at that. Yeah. On the putting green, giving 100%. it a nudge. 100%. Now that is my ick. I would never ask to have a go, but I'm like, let me have a look at that. Yeah, but you're pretty much wanting to go, aren't you? No, I'm not. Yes, you are. That. I don't <laughs> Okay, number two. Now, this is the one where I think um, has the biggest impact on the cost of this putter. It's the materials that go into it. So most of the Scotty Camerons are 303 stainless steel, yeah. um, which from what I've done the research on is like a high quality stainless steel. And I know Scotty have done the sort of dual material, or dual material, I should say, same material, but dual um, put pieces, together, yeah. dual pieces. Um, but what it is, it's basically, it's the high grade steel um, it's milled to a very high degree, um, and it's, I would say, the craftsmanship that goes yes. into making one makes the price a little bit more elevated. But that being said, I've got another point which I think is great, which we'll go into in a second. So, would you think that is the biggest thing that would justify a big increase in price? Yeah, because, obviously, well, obviously, from a brand perspective, they, they will have a value on that. Yeah. But, again, if, if, if it's me... I am not wanting to spend that much money okay. on a potter. I just, I just can't. Wouldn't a drive them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then if you sort of put that in comparison to an Odyssey, taking out the Toulon design, they're sort of dual multi-material putters yeah. where you might have a bit of plastic, a bit of cheaper metal, yeah. um, all put together to make a cheaper putter for you. But you've got the materials. That's one side of things. But... This is one thing that I have an argument with people sometimes. I say, you've got your putter, your Odyssey putter at 150. Yeah. You've got your Scotty Cameron at 300 pounds. Yeah. The same amount of R&D goes into both of them, guaranteed. There's no way you can say that Odyssey don't do the same research and development into their putters than what Scotty Cameron does. And I think it's a, it's a weird one because I don't want to... We, we've said that the putter is arguably the most important club in the bag, but... The tech that is always put around the irons and the driver, whenever a new new driver comes out, it's, oh, it's all carbon, it's this, it's that. It's about being quicker. There's, you, you're always trying to improve something, whereas with putting, 
yes, it's a major important thing in the game, but surely, as long as it works, as long as yeah. you get the ball in the hole, where you're not trying to get distance, you're not trying no, to gain the, control. The, the only you? thing I would say is some putters would have a better MOI, is what yes. they would say. Moment of inertia, which is basically the forgiveness of a putter. Um, so I guess the big question is, are they worth the money? You've said no. You've already said. I've already said it. Um, yeah. My honest opinion on this is, this is how I'd go with it. If it's the putter that suits your game, yep. then yes, they are worth the money. Yeah, but, I can agree. But it shouldn't go down the route of, I'm going to get a Scotty Cameron, I'm going to go in the Scotty Cameron range and find one that works for me. I would always go to a putter fitting and be open-minded towards Odyssey, yeah. Bettinardi, even yes putters. I don't know if anybody remembers them. They were unbelievable. I had one, just a very ugly one. Um, <laughs> whatever brand that wants to be, go down that. And if it fits into Scotty Cameron, then... 100% they are worth the money just purely because of the materials yep. in the shaft, in the grip, in the head. I just feel that they are better made. So they have a, I don't know, I feel if it was the right putter, I would trust it more. And I think the one, firstly, the thing you've got is the props that you're going to get at the golf club for having one. That's a big thing. But also, um, the one thing I would say from that is when you're getting fitted for anything, putter especially make sure it suits your eye yeah. never go to a club fitting saying i want this go to a club fi- fitting open-minded whatever club it is but especially the putter because realistically as long as it works as an amateur golfer i don't think we need as much from it it doesn't have to be a 340 pound putter when a 150 pound putter will do the same thing for you i don't think it's going to save you many shots no Put it away. i agree <laughs> i agree so now it is time for tip of the week. Your weekly tip from us, mainly Alex, is going to help you improve your PJ golf game. PJ Pro Josh Kinder can give you one. <laughs> I think you gave one a couple of weeks ago. I did, I did. But you go with this one this okay, week. Okay, so my tip of the week for this week, because I always think with chipping, right, when you've come off a heavy range season, yep. especially in the UK, it's very, very hard to then go chipping, especially if the ground's a bit muddy. So what I would do is, it's almost like making it harder before it goes easier. Yep. So place a tee peg down. And I want the pointy end sat up against the front of your wedge. Okay. I want it some shots away, just hitting the tee peg, trying to get that nice sort of point of the tee peg into the middle of your club. So you've got to use the bounce and got to get the tee peg in the air. Don't crash land on it. Don't scoop it. You've got to be really, really precise to do it. So don't worry if you don't get that. That just makes it harder than it actually is. So wow. when you put a ball there, use the same technique. The ball looks like a balloon. Very interesting. So a bit of like mind over mind. Yeah, bit of like... I just think when you first look on the grass the first time, you just want to go scoopy scoopy. Yes, you do. Correct. So Correct. that's what I'd say. So nice and simple. Tee peg down, pointy bit towards the club. Try and hit it off the floor. Try and get it off the floor. Don't scoop. The do not scoop. Do not scoop. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's pod. Um, as always, please share. Please pass on the pod. Subscribe if you're listening on Apple. Subscribe if you're listening on Spotify, wherever you're listening. Um, it really does help us. And send it to any of your golf mates. We'd appreciate that too. And go and check out Back Nine Films on YouTube. We will see you next week. Ta-ta for now. <laughs>